at Des Moines near Val Air Ballroom. The 24th ranked Iowa State women's basketball team visits Texas Tech tonight, seeking a ninth win in a row. Cyclones tied for first in the Big 12 at 5-0 and with Kansas State. In the men's game, Drake and Northern Iowa both in action on the road. The Bulldogs visit Illinois State. Panthers are at Belmont. The Chiefs and Bills set to meet in the playoffs for the third time in four years, this time in Buffalo. DraftKings line is the Bills favored by three on Sunday. I'm Doug Thomas. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Momentarily, Adam Emenecker, G-Migs in Valley Junction, sponsors Adam. He will join us. Uh, bottom of the hour, David Kaplan on Chicago Sports. A lot of ground to cover with Cappy. Uh, Centurion of Stone of Iowa sponsors that weekly segment. Trent's Plays of the Day, uh, sponsored by Circus Sports, will come up about 10 minutes before 1 o'clock. Let's talk some Valley Hoops, shall we? Drake is on the road tonight. Illinois State, the Redbirds, uh, 2-4. and four. Meanwhile, Drake 5-1 and one in conference play. Look it up at Indiana State, who Drake beat a week ago tonight, convincingly at the nap, and Adam joins us. Adam, uh, Trent and Ken, good to talk to you, Adam. Emma Necker, I've spoke with you all year, so a belated Happy New Year to you. How are you? Yeah, same to you, Ken. Good to good to hear your voice. Things are going well. Trent and I just caught up real briefly off air, and I think last week uh, <laughs> I was in the middle of blowing a bunch of snow and trying to brave through the cold. So just uh, just happy most of that seems to have resolved, even though we might be getting a little bit more, but happy it's over single digits. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like it, uh, tomorrow might, may indeed be that day. Adam, I want to start with you, um, and you've probably been asked this, uh, but I, I didn't ask this. <laughs> the loss to Belmont. When you played, is there such a thing as a good loss? When in looking back on you know whatever would have happened in any particular game that didn't go your way, might this have been something that kickstarted Drake? Did they need that you know kick in the pants type of thing? Might we look back on this and say that that was you know a good loss, or is there such a thing? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think can a coach would ever tell you something's a good loss unless it's like sets you straight on a significant deficiency like good losses could be we're not putting in the effort that we need to put in and this was the wake-up call that the names on the jersey aren't going to magically win a game right but Mm -hmm. i I don't think that's where drake is candidly i think the belmont loss a lot of that just boiled down to drake didn't shoot it well that day Mm -hmm. and belmont really stinking did i mean for for belmont what what drake's game plan was when you watch the game is to take away Cade Tyson. Cade Tyson is a first-team all-league guy for Belmont. The Belmont offense runs through him and Jacoby Gillespie. Jacoby Gillespie wasn't in that game. Drake did a good job taking away Cade Tyson. Only had nine points in that game, which is about half his average. But I think what the danger was, or the challenge, all the other guys, all the complementary pieces were knocking down threes. So I look at that game more than I think of it as as a kind of needed or a good loss. I think of it as that was a little bit of an aberration, just like the Stephen F. Austin game was a, a, a game where mm. the game plan just didn't fit the way the game played out, meaning the guys they wanted to be taking a lot of the shots were taking a lot of shots. They just went in. And sometimes when you're playing good teams, that happens. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think you look at what, how Drake responded. First place game against Belmont, first place game against Indiana State, first place game against SIU. 
the next two were pretty convincing victories, which is definitely a good sign and bodes well for the remainder of the year. A big picture question here is it's Illinois State tonight for Drake. This is a program that has been close. I mean, you go back, Osias Eldridge was an absolute he stud. He was so good, wasn't he? He was. <laughs> and uh, I know you had some battles with him early yeah. in his career. Yep. Uh, he was just yep. an outstanding player. But you look at this program. Dan Muller was there for a really long time. Tim Jankovic, Porter Moser was there before he mm-hmm. made his way to Loyola. They haven't been to the NCAA tournament since Kevin Stallings in 1998. Really? This program, a huge enrollment base, 25, 28,000, one of the biggest in the MVC, a state school downstate, but in Illinois. How have they not been able to figure this out now for a quarter century? It's unthinkable to me that Illinois State is not a power in basketball. Yeah, well, you know, a power is one thing. Having the right opportunity to get into the NCAA tournament is maybe sometimes another. You know, I I do think, so going back to some of those Dan Muller teams with the Paris Lees, and they they had really good rosters and were, like, within just a razor-thin margin of getting in the NCAA tournament. Even the Tim Jankovic team that you mentioned and Osiris Eldridge, we played them, gosh, 16 years ago now in the NBC championship game. They were projected to be an at-large to get in, and the mm-hmm. convincing victory for us, I think, probably removed Illinois State from the NCAA tournament. So, you know, I, I think part of the challenge when you're in a conference like the Missouri Valley that has been a two-bid league, a one-bid league, a four-bid league way, way back when, I think sometimes your, your margin for error is just so small. And Illinois State has just been on the wrong side of that a few times. And, you know, when you restart and you bring a new coach in, now you're kind of building from scratch again. So Dan Muller had some good years toward the end. Things didn't go as well. And now Ryden Peden, I think there's some promise in Bloomington normal, but, uh, you know, haven't been able to find that level of the depth of the roster that they need and uh, haven't been able to find that consistency. Uh, tell me about Kobe, uh, Colby Garland, whose minutes uh, I think are clearly warranted. What do they have in Garland? You know, so last signee, and you've heard this if you watched the, the last few games for Coach Darren DeBreeze, and, you know, I, I, I think coming into this year, the guy that the coaching staff was most excited about, just in terms of over, uh, over being over and above expectations, overperforming expectations, was Colby Garland. And I think a big part of that was seeing his quickness and athleticism, seeing his tenacity on the defensive end. And Colby Garland really does see the floor well we've seen a number of games with him I think he's at five games over four assists and for a guy that's generally playing kind of 15 20 minutes a game four assists is a lot that's a lot of shot creation for your teammates and he's doing a good job settling into his role which is be a primary defender and a pest on the ball come in and spell Connor Enright and give really good minutes sometimes get a little bit extra and find ways to facilitate and and get guys open and you know, I think when you're looking at freshmen, you want freshmen to come in and understand what their limitations are, not try to do too much. You're looking for freshmen to be consistent. And I think Colby Garland has started to carve out that niche. And uh, I'm not sure the coaching staff knew what they had when mm. they recruited him. But, boy, they're happy with the development they've seen out of out of the young point guard. 
what Drake did a week ago after the huge win against Indiana State, all the pomp and circumstance, playing for basically for first place in the league. We know those are anticipated to be the top two teams. And then to have to go on the road and beat a, at least a minimum a solid SIU team. How tough is that to do that? Doing that in the middle of January, you know, you still got a long yeah. season in front of you. What did that say going on the road and get that win against SIU on the heels of the win against the Sycamores? Yeah, I mean, we were talking about the razor-thin margin that you have in the Missouri Valley, and if Drake wants to be an NCAA tournament team, then you can you can stumble and you can lose big games. But if you lose games, you have to lose the right games to the right teams at the right time, and you better come back and recover from that. And, you know, I, I think the Belmont loss we talked about as being a little bit of an aberration. We saw the response, though. That Indiana State game, I mean, Indiana State is the top 30, 35 net team and we've seen how they've responded and, and uh, played really well since. But that's a quad one win. And so now, right now, Drake is sitting at 2-0 and in quad ones, and the win against SIU is a solid quad two win. And so what you're trying to do is you're trying to make sure you avoid the stumbles against the teams lower in the standings and making sure to take advantage of those wins when you can get them. Drake has done a good job defending their home turf. And like that response, to your point, Trent, now, it helps when Tucker DeVries, who was absolutely <laughs> yeah, out of his really. mind, averaged yeah. like 30 points, six and a half rebounds, Jeez. and three assists, or some gaudy numbers like that over the course of the week. But those are those are big-time responses, especially, remember, this is still a pretty young team outside of Tucker and outside of Darnell Brody. Everybody else is pretty new to college basketball, the states are new to Drake's level of college basketball. That's a pretty stinking good response from a team that's still, I think, finding itself. Uh, Adam Emmenecker joining us. It's 106.3 KXNO. Adam, uh, we saw Enright go down prior to Chris, the, the Christmas stoppage, uh, Christmas break. Um, is is he back to 100% or is that, I think it was a shoulder, that going to linger? Have you noticed any kind of carryover from that injury? Or is uh, every time he takes the floor, he's taking another step forward? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you've seen not quite the same level of confidence in him stepping up and, and shooting threes, right? Like I think early in the in the year, Connor was uh, showed significant progress in just his comfort level of a guy that's going to step up and knock down shots. And this, that can be a combination of 50 things, right? But, you know, at this point in the season, everybody's banged up to a certain extent. And I think what we know about Connor is Connor gives all-out effort when he's on the floor. Connor is a guy that just oozes toughness. Right. So if you ever asked him if his shoulders mm-hmm. bothering him, he's going to say no because he wants to be on the floor. But everyone, everyone at this point in the season is starting to deal with some of those nicks and cuts and bruises and trying to maintain as best as possible. I think where you do see it is maybe you see a little bit more hesitancy in some of his outside shooting. Some of that might be scouting as well that you're seeing from other teams. But, uh, you know, it is a it is a few percentage point factor it's not a significant factor for him and you know part of it is the the mind over matter that uh, that i think you get from connor Enright. so let's go over to cedar falls where the panthers have won two in a row got back to even 500 in the league sitting at three and three now and trying to break into the top half of the league we've seen a little bit more lately from michael duax who Felt like he was going to be a guy that was going to take a huge ascension. Hasn't exactly gone that way, but he's playing a little bit more. You feel like the Panthers are starting to figure things out after that rough stretch? Yeah, I mean, when one, six of seven. And gosh, it, yeah. it feels like, you know, anytime people are counting Northern Iowa out, yeah. it's like Ben Jacobson has done this over and over and over throughout the course of his career is, 
he just overperforms whatever your expectations are. And sometimes expectations get a little high, right? And and that happens. And this team being picked number two uh, in the non or excuse me in the preseason, honestly, I was a little surprised by. It. But re- remember back a couple years ago, right? If you look back at AJ Green's last year. This team, Northern Iowa started four and seven. They were four and seven only one uh, after one conference game, and they finished 19 and 11, 14 and four in the league. That team, they don't have A.J. Green, but that team isn't very different necessarily than this one in that they have some pieces they were trying to figure out. They just, they, they could never overcome, over, get over the hump in the non-conference. But when you look across the valley, Northern Iowa is a team no one wants to play, partially because they're not going to beat themselves. Yep. They're going to be really solid, and they do have guard play that can step, step up and score in bunches. So, like we saw in the Murray State game, it was Nate Heisey who had 24 and 10, 24 points, 10 rebounds, and I think he picked up five assists as well. He's got that athleticism, that size, that punch, and when Bowen Bourne, we saw a couple games with him, Indiana State, Missouri State, he's over 20. And so being able to have that back-and-forth scoring punch of those two goes a long way for the Panthers. You know they're going to be solid on the defensive end. They've gotten some more contributions from a couple of their freshmen. Uh, But it's really going to be the Titan Andersons, the Bowen Bournes, and the Nate Heisies that are going to carry the way. And I think those guys really are are just starting to settle into uh, how they help figure that out and facilitate it for their teammates. This this Panther team is always going to be dangerous in conference. Adam Emmenecker joins us every week to talk Missouri Valley Conference basketball. A guy you knows on uh, on hold, Mitch Holt is the voice of the Chiefs. He called a bunch of your games, so we'll say hi to him for you. Adam Emmenecker, we will speak with you next week. You're also going to join the drive on Fridays. Thank you, Adam, for doing this. Appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks, guys. Yep. Good to talk day. to you. Yep. Uh, enjoy your week. Uh, Adam Emmenecker, G-Migs. We'll tell you about them in a moment. Don't want to keep, uh, keep Mitch waiting any longer. Mitch, Trenton, Ken. That was Adam Emmenecker. You remember that career, do you not? Or certainly that senior season of his. Well, that was a forever's team. Yes. <laughs> a 31-win Drake team that came out of nowhere. And just, I mean, that, that was such a unique team. I look back on my career of covering sports in in. Honestly, that that's kind of a set aside team mm-hmm. of what they did, and just took on all comers. I just remember them just like liquefying Wichita State. Wichita State had good players, and it was one of the first years um, of the Greg Marshall regime. And I mean, Drake just buried them. Uh, that was that was an interesting group. Neat group, and Emmenecker's got his own sandwich, so he's, he's a big deal. <laughs> he did, he is. You know, it was a big deal, and I was stuck in Kansas City weather-wise. I know how cold it was when I got up on Saturday morning, and I can't believe, I mean, I'm glad there was. A sports fan loved watching those games, but that had to be uh, as difficult a conditions as you've seen uh, out of your press box. Granted, uh, you got to wear a jacket when you're doing the game, but my, oh, my, the, the elements and, uh, and, the, uh, and the Chiefs overcame them, but what a, what a night in Kansas City weather-wise? Well, and let's just be honest here. Mitchie, the kid didn't escape it. We do a Facebook live show uh, with our 65 PPD in-house production crew uh, called Field Pass. So I was on the field for a crisp 90 minutes Yee. before the game. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't like uh, I was just taken off the hook here. Right. I was down there you know, two hours before the game, and I'm thinking, how are these guys going to play in these conditions? And when you think about the fourth coldest game in NFL history in the postseason, uh, and, I mean, it was just unbearable. And for the Chiefs, I put on Twitter, it was like 
Sunday or Monday uh, that it was it was a standalone game. You talk about that Drake team of 08. This Chiefs game, it was more than just winning a wild card game or winning a playoff game. This was unique and, and remarkable in many ways in what they did and how they did it and the conditions in which they did it. It was brutal. Now it's a road trip to Buffalo. Uh, not exactly sunny Florida or anything like that for you. But the first playoff road game for Patrick Mahomes. The first playoff road game for this team. Yeah, they played Tampa in Tampa in the Super Bowl. That's not a true road game. This is going to be a true road game. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, come on. Let's just stop. Mitch. No, no. It's not? No. A corporate Super Bowl is not a road game. Well, it was a COVID corporate Super Bowl. Corporate America was not there. That's a good point. What they did, they gave, I'll give you just an example here, Trent. This is why. This is why I, got, I get a little bit of a burr up my butt on this, because they were giving away tickets to local people uh, so that it would look like, so that they have some crowd there. This was not your normal corporate Super Bowl, let's have it at, in Vegas. Let's meet in the no, middle then, Mitch. That, that, okay, it was not a normal okay. Super Bowl, but it also was not a true road game. Fair? No. Tampa oh. Bay slept in their own bed. <laughs> what, if, what, what if the game this week is at Arrowhead? And we're going to give corporate tickets. You're going to call it a neutral game? We're going to do it a corporate game. We're going to split up the stadium, but it's going to be Buffalo coming to Kansas City. Is Buffalo going to feel like, hey, this is a neutral game. We're playing this at Wells Fargo Arena. (laughs) No, Trent. It was a road game. I'll tell you, it was a road game. Okay, second road road game game. to this week, then. All right. Okay. So what's the game plan? I mean, (laughs) this this is something at minimum different. How about that this week? No, no, it'll be different, and uh, and let's just kind of review. Everybody thinks, oh my gosh, Patrick Mahomes will melt like the <laughs> wicked witch of the West. Yeah, it's a road game. Oh my God, he's thirty nine and eleven on the road in his first about well, six seasons, really as a quarterback. He's the most successful road quarterback in National Football League history, and people think you know he's taking an easy path. Um, let's just throw this out there, Tom Brady. Let me ask you this, Trent. In twenty years. As the New England quarterback, how many road games did uh, Tom Brady play in the playoffs? True well, road games. I, I saw what he was tied with Flacco for most playoff road victories at four. So I'm going to guess he played probably I don't know four. six. I, know seven. De- well, I thought he Denver was, beat him in the AFC Championship at Denver. He did. He's yeah. four and four. Four and four. Four okay, and four. Yeah. You want it, Joe Montana, the goat? What, what are we doing there? Couldn't. I mean, he was four and five. Yeah. And two of those were with Kansas City. Uh, or one of those was Kansas City. And so we're going, oh, my God, Mahomes has never – we've got a discount, Patrick Mahomes. He's never played a true road game in the playoffs. Oh, my God. And you're looking at, well, let's look at this historically for the other goats here. So I think he'll go in there blazing. I mean, Buffalo's been great. Give Buffalo credit. Uh, when they came here on December the 9th, which seems like 100 years ago, uh, they were – Something happened uh, in that game of memory serves. Well, yeah. yeah, but they were six and six. You guys, I'm gonna give them credit. Yeah, uh, Trent, they had a five percent chance of winning the division. Five percent, mm-hmm. and they have not lost since. So what they've done, they went back to the Bills of 2020 and 2021. They had taken the load off Josh Allen running the ball on designed run plays, not the scramble like he had for 52 yards, which is spectacular. He's, I love Josh Allen. I respect, mad respect for his game. But they had gone away from running the quarterback powers and the quarterback leads and the weak side runs uh, because I think they were afraid he's going to get killed. Like, he just takes one kill shot in this league, 
and we got problems. So they went away from it. And now what did they do when they put uh, Joe Brady in back as offensive coordinator? That's what they're doing. The centerpiece of this team right now is James Cook running the ball. He affected against us as a receiver. He had a 25-yard touchdown and ended up with like 60 yards in receiving. But Cook running the ball, design runs by Josh Allen, and scrambles by Josh Allen. And your third part of the triangle is Dalton Kincaid, the rookie tight end out of Utah, who's really good. He's been very effective, had three catches for uh, big yards uh, last week against uh, Pittsburgh. But the runs this year by Josh Allen, here's your stat of the day. 44% of his runs have been in this winning streak by the Buffalo Bills. It's Josh Allen and James Cook running the ball. That's where it starts. I wish uh, John Elway loved uh, Josh Allen as much as you do. <laughs> Said they went for Bradley Chubb. I'm still not over it. Anyways, um, uh, Mitch Holt is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's talk Papa John's. It is a wild card. No, it is a divisional weekend. Football Saturday and Sunday, Mitch Holtis. Well, we got Brock Purdy playing. I mean, think about this. We got Hawkeye Cyclones. I guess we knocked a Panther out last week uh, playing for Miami. But it's it's such a awesome weekend. But it's the epic calzone stuff crust pizza. Just fourteen ninety nine. Epic calzone stuffed crust pizza. So there you go. Huge, uh, huge weekend. And um, here we go. We're going to Buffalo. And uh, let's see if Patrick Mahomes can win a road game in the playoffs. Now, the Montana game you referenced, didn't he lose to the Bills in that game as a chief? I think. His last, uh, no, yeah, he lost that game. Yeah. yeah. So that's the AFC championship game uh, that Montana lost. Yeah. yeah. So he, that was his... Uh, he lost the next year with us in a wild card game to Miami. Gotcha. So his losses, he was one and two on true road games with the Chiefs. So the, with the 49ers, you can go back even further. I said he's four and five. That's nine minus three. He only had six road games mm. in 15 years with the 49ers. Mm. Unbelievable. Mitch, have a great week. Thanks yep. for doing this. Appreciate it. See you, boys. Yep, take care. Mitch Holtis, voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Papa John sponsors. Cappy next. Before we do that, though, I want to go back and finish our conversation with Adam Emenecker. Uh, they're sponsored by G-Migs Street Pub. Great drinks, friendly atmosphere, full menu, fresh food prepared by head chef and the owner, George Migliaro. Stop in, say hi, and see what the buzz is about. You'll be glad that you did. It's 128 Fifth Street in Historic Valley Junction. G-Migs sponsors Adam Emenecker. I'm not crazy, right? That was not a road game. Well, you know what? There's 25,000 people in the stands. 7,500 yeah. of them were healthcare workers. It was, a di- it was a different... I forgot that was the COVID year. Yeah. I forgot that was that a was COVID That was not a road game. Now, normally, Trent, you'd be 100% right. Because it is. Super Bowl takes... It's a corporate event. Mm-hmm. It's corporate. Just is. Uh, right or wrong. I think wrong, but that's what it is. 40% capacity. Yeah. That was not a road game. Yeah. Mitch, this is a road game. This, this gonna, one will be. This is going to feel different than going to Tampa Bay yeah. and playing in a Super Bowl against Tampa. This, yes, they get to sleep in their own beds. I get that part of it. Do you think they this did, though, I, when he said well, that? Well, yeah, that, probably, they probably had a hotel. For sure. You know, like, the whole week. I would Eugene think. Robinson, right? Oh, my God. Don't the man of, of the year in the NFL, yeah. the day before, the night of. <laughs> Miller and Condon, uh, Cappy next, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.net. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. 
Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on wherever you get your podcast. Last summer, my house was hit with hail. Between assessing damage on the roof and dealing with insurance, it can be a stressful situation. Luckily for me, it wasn't stressful because I called my friends with Wolf Roofing. We were able to get a new roof on our family home in one day. It looked sharp, everything was cleaned up, and now we have peace of mind with our new roof. Set up your next roofing project with Wolf Roofing at 515-225-8866. Or you can go online at Wolf Roofing. If you have a low interest rate on your property and a lower tolerance for tenants, then you have two choices. Sell it and say goodbye to a great investment or keep it. Hold on to that rate and let the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse manage it for you. Why hire Renner's Warehouse? Because we free you to do the things you love, like take a vacation, have dinner with your family, or acquire more properties to achieve more financial independence. You already know that renting delivers cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits. Renter's Warehouse also frees you from finding tenants, collecting rent, and handling those annoying 3 a.m. maintenance calls. The choice is yours. Sell your property, keep DIYing everything, or hire Renter's Warehouse to get the best of all worlds. You're free to cancel within 90 days and even get your management fees back. Go to Renter'sWarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis or call 515-528-4400. 29. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circus Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circusports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1 800. That's all. Get right to him. Cappy's tight on time. So we'll go for the... An injured uh, David Kaplan. Oh, I didn't know this. What happened? Cappy, all right? Tore my rotator cuff. How? Uh, Falling? Weightlifting. Oh, boy. Weightlifting. Dude, you're not a young... You're not a spring chicken anymore. Oh, I'm a baby. Come on, kid. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get what's called dry needling today. And what does that entail? It's like acupuncture, but they... Okay. Get into the knot in your rotator cuff. Yeah, it's not good. Sounds painful, no doubt about it. You know what else was painful, Cap? Uh, watching the reception of Jerry Krause's widow, widow rather, uh, when they honored uh, Jerry Krause the other day. Um, embarrassing look for for Bulls fans. I get it. The, um, you know, it's Jordan. He was their guy, and they and they blame Krause for the demise of the Bulls. And maybe that was him, but that was a long time ago, Cap. How did that go over uh, in the uh, in the Windy City? It was not good, and you know, fans are getting blasted, but I'll tell you who I'm more critical of. Look, the fans that booed, dumb, you know, just classless. Mm-hmm. There's this widow, and she's in tears. But how do you, as the organization, A, do the event when Michael can't be there, unless he's told you, I'm never coming, and then if I was Jerry Reinsdorf, I would have got on my private jet, which he has, and gone, 
all right, I'm flying out there. We got to clear the air here. And I would have figured out a way. Life's too short, man. Yep. And I'm getting no younger. I'm 87 years of age. Mm-hmm. But how Jerry Krause gets booed no matter what he does. So what possible world is it show his picture up there and not think he's going to get booed? At least if you're going to put him up there, which he deserved, how about if I was the MC? I'd like a warm welcome for Thelma Krause the widow of the late Jerry Krause, and show her, and then show Mm. his picture. You think anyone's going to boo the widow? No, I would hope not. I would hope not, yeah. You would think that wouldn't happen. That was just poor planning. Yeah, okay. It it really was, and, you know, you could hear the boos dissipate as she was up on the screen, and then you could just see the emotion overcoming her there. Why the vitriol at this point? I mean, it's, it's long past. Did... The documentary, the Michael Jordan doc, did that mm. kind of refuel the fire, if you will, inside the fan base? Good question. I don't know if it refueled. It's a very good question. I don't know if they refueled it. I think it gave a younger audience mm-hmm. perspective that didn't have the benefit of being growing, you know, going through it. But again, the facts of the matter are I asked Bill Jackson. Would you have come back after 98? He said, no, my marriage was in shambles, and I was taking a year off to try and save my marriage, which ended up getting, he got divorced anyway. And Michael had said, I won't play for anyone else other than Phil. And then there's a really good piece pinned on Casey Johnson's Twitter feed where Jerry Krause said, we had a meeting with our doctors and our strength coach, and they said, Rodman's on fumes. Pippen's physically not going to be able to hold up. Michael doesn't want to play for anyone else other than Phil, and Phil says he's not coming back. we got to blow it up. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Some people felt you should have let it die a natural death, and if the team goes out and gets beat. But doesn't that, if you go through that, doesn't that taint the legacy yes. a little bit? Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So I Jerry agree. Was, Jerry's problem was, and I worked for Jerry for a while, Jerry's problem was he was so negative to deal with at times. He just wasn't a really good guy. And he and I got sideways. And before he died, we did a tribute to Michael Jordan. And nobody, nobody, these were all around when Michael went into the Hall of Fame. Nobody was talking to Jerry for any of these. And Jerry and I didn't even speak for a long time. And I called him up. He's like, hello? said, Jerry David Kaplan. Yep. And I mean, literally, we passed each other in the hall, and we just got sideways. And I said, Jerry, let's put our personal animus to the side. Michael's going in the Hall of Fame, and no one's talking to you. You need to be heard from. Wow, that's very kind of you. I said, I want to tape something with you. When? I said, I can do it right now here on this phone line. He was not in good health. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, let's do it. And we did it, and he was amazing. Amazing. We were the only ones that had him. And half an hour later, the phone rang back. David, Jerry Cross. Hey, Jerry. He said, did it come off okay? I said, yeah, you were amazing. He said, um, you and I got sideways a long time ago, and I regret that. Can we bury the hatchet and clear the air? I said, done. And from that moment on, we were fine. Uh, and then he died. So, yeah. yeah. So I have, you know, a mixed picture but the guy was a hall of fame executive by any stretch of the imagination 
Uh, Cap, uh, can you say the same right now about the Cubs brass? What What's going on with the Cubs? I have to assume that uh, I saw uh, Cubs Con, whatever they call it, was last week. Swanson's getting the crowd going with bring back belly uh, somewhere yep. along those lines. Is that going to happen? And what's going on on the north side? If I'm a betting man, Bellinger's a Cub. Okay. A. Unless somebody wants to pay stupid money, because I don't think the Cubs will go $250 million. I don't. But I think they'll get that done. And Imanaga was a huge get. Most observers did not think yep. they'd get him. They did. He's actually spending the winter here. <laughs> I had no idea. He's a Hawks games, and he's all over the place. So, super cool. They're going to add to their bullpen. Do they add another bat? Maybe. Maybe. But, yeah, I think they're in a pretty good place, and I think they're going to have a pretty good season. In the latest as the Chicago Bears turn, they're interviewing offensive coordinator candidates. Anybody jump out? Who excites you out of that group of, what, five that have been interviewed at this point? Somebody I trust who's very tied into that situation told me they're hiring someone off the Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay tree. Mm. Just a fact. And does that mean they're taking Caleb Williams? I think that's the direction they're going to go. We'll see. But... They'll let, they'll let the process play out, but, yeah, they're going to have a new direction offensively. Mm. Cap, it's a great spot that you're in. I mean, you could literally talk about this right up until the draft, right, what the Bears are going to do. and the, Oh, my God, uh, every day. Yeah, uh, un, un, unbelievable. Well, uh, back to baseball for just one second, then uh, finish up with the Bears, because White Sox fans don't like it when we talk about it. No, we don't, nobody cares about I, the But White there's Sox. a couple of that are... There's two. I know, and they've Sean, got my number. Got three hours No, but they got my him. number, Trent. Yeah. Not, they don't have yours. I'll, but call Condon. No, don't I don't me. Th- no, no. Uh, anything going on this outside? <laughs> Anything going on with the White Sox? Yeah, anything? I mean, they're talking about trading Dylan Cease and the over-under in Vegas is 63 and a half wins. Oh, you're... No. Have you, is, uh, the totals are on already? Are, yeah. And where at? Yeah. 63 and a half for the White Sox, 84 and a half for the Cubs. I like the under in both, Cap. Nope. Over on the Cubs, <laughs> under in the White Sox. Uh, we'll see. Go get those... What do you call this procedure you're having again? Dry needling. They stick needles into my shoulder. Oof. Uh, have fun. Enjoy your day, Cap. Better me than you. <laughs> yeah, it's a true, true story. All Thanks, right, buddy. Yeah, talk to All you right. next week. Bye-bye. Thank you. David Kaplan, uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors, Cap. Dry needling. That's brutal. I guess that sounds brutal. That sounds rough. Sounds we don't have to give equal billing to the White Sox. I know. I just don't. I've got two fans. Are there two, two fans? Two friends. Yeah. Tell them to knock it off. I'm going to it's not about those two. Condon. It's about the audience as a whole. I know, and there's more Cubs fans. Here. They're 100 right. <laughs> not more Cubs fans. Seriously, the White Sox in this market. No, don't move the needle. They're like number f- Cubs, Ten. Cards, Twins. I bet there's more Brewers fans Brewers. than there are White Sox. I didn't say the Royals. Royals, absolutely. There's more Royals fans yeah. than White Sox. Yeah. There are more Yankee fans. There are more Dodger fans. There yeah. are probably more Red Sox fans. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to give them equal billing. I'm screw, just screw the White Sox, is that what you're saying? I'm not saying screw the White Sox. Okay. If there's a story there, but we don't, they're a rebuilding team, yeah. we don't have to talk about them. All right. During the summer when All we have right. Cappy on, we don't have to talk about them every single week because even they're like going to stay. Now, you used to give Brinson time to talk about the godforsaken NBA. He you got one what? minute. What if I get one minute on the White Sox in our conversation with Cappy? Is that too much? A little high. Maybe like seconds? once a month. Once a month. Once a month, right. the White Sox. What if they're leading the division and well, your twins stink? Well, absolutely.
You know this. When the Twins stink, we don't have to talk Play about the it. hits. We don't. When the Bears stink, do we talk about them? We didn't. No, we didn't. A long time. Yeah. Play the hits. They I are, learned it from you. That's true. You did. It's like that old commercial. I learned it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> when he finds the I'm weed. I'm old enough to the, be your dad. Is that is that the commercial? Yeah. He found the the weed. I think up in his closet. And where did where did you learn about? I learned it from watching you, Dad. Mm. I learned play the hits from you. That's true, you did. So knock it off with the white sauce. <laughs> All right, done deal. Lesson learned. Uh, we'll take a time out, but before we do that, we have to remind you uh, that our conversations each and every week are sponsored by our friends at Centurion Stone of Iowa. There's going to come a time when you're looking uh, to do a project, whether it's inside or outside, and you need some manufacturer. So how about some natural stone? You want to, you know, the area around the pool, you got the grill, you want to kind of enclose that. Uh, hope the, help the value of your house. Centurion Stone of Iowa, so many projects uh, that uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa can help you out with. Check out the website, centurionstoneofiowa.com, centurionstoneofiowa.com, or the showroom, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, 5525. Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Trent's plays of the day are next. Uh, Miller and Condon. Before we do that, though, Trent, we're a ton late on this. We forgot to do the keyword. How about a thousand? Hardest way to hire. Last summer, my house was hit with hail. Between assessing damage on the roof and dealing with insurance, it can be a stressful situation. Luckily for me, it wasn't stressful because I called my friends with Wolf Roofing. We were able to get a new roof on our family home in one day. It looked sharp. Everything was cleaned up. And now... We have peace of mind with our new roof. Set up your next roofing project with Wolf Roofing at 515-225-8866. Or you can go online at Wolf Roofing. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call one. Be sure to tell them that Sean Roberts sent you. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. All right, Miller and Condon, final couple of minutes here on a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3, KXNO, Murph and Andy. Top of the hour, the drive with Heather and Sean 3 until today, 5.30. Iowa State women uh, have a game tonight. Trent's Plays of the Day. It's a great night of basketball, man. What are you, who are you watching? We well, betting. We got both Drake and you and I playing tonight. Panthers, is it for real? Two game winning streak. Can they get back in the mix in the MVC? Going to be keeping an eye on that one. Gets another team towards the top there in Belmont. And that's TV too. CBS Sports Network. I want to see Creighton at UConn. Me too. Now, Six o'clock. That is one of my plays of the day. I'm going to be laying the number. Currently, you can find some sixes out there, and that's what I'm going to be playing. Give me UConn minus the six. The big fella's out, you know. And Creighton's got to prove it, though. Okay. I need to see them in a big spot against a good opponent. That's what I need to see there. Um, I'm grabbing the points with Nebraska tonight. They're getting three and a half uh, against Rutgers on the road. Mm-hmm. This is not the same Rutgers team. No. Shooting was not there, obviously, Friday night against Iowa. I think there's bounce back. I And they're getting some dudes back, too. Yes. But I, I think that Nebraska has enough here that they're going to be able to find a way to get a road win. you got to find them. They're not a whole lot of them. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what conference you're in. And if you can steal one on the road, I think that's incredibly important. And I think they're going to be able to do just that. Drake, I was back and forth. 
I had Illinois State circled. What's plus the seven, number? Seven and a half. Couldn't get there, though, as I uh, broke that one down a little bit deeper. Eventually didn't pull the trigger on that one. Give me Northwestern, laying four and a half at home against Maryland. Terrapins went on the road, got a big win, obviously, against Illinois. I don't think they can make it two in a row here. I'm going to take Northwestern. We know what a different team, obviously, they have been uh, at home this season. So that's the plays for this point. I might add a little bit more, but we got Nebraska plus three and a half, UConn minus six, and Northwestern minus four and a half. Two and three yesterday. Three plays right now, but by the time things tip off, there's probably going to be a few more. An arm's length. Uh, Action Network is where you can find them all. You can find Murph and Andy right here on these very airwaves in five minutes. The Drive with Heather and Sean, three until six. Normally 5.30 today, Iowa State women. Uh, they've got their 6 o'clock tip tonight. That's going to do it for us. We appreciate you being here. We're Miller and Condon. Every Monday through Friday from 11 to 1 on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.